So I lost him then, and so far I've never endorsed any product in my entire life, apart from everything in the Tourette catalogue. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'd like to take this chance to encourage my American cousins, and you all are, even the Mexican ones, to buy some wheelnerds.com stuff. I'm going to go online, I'm going to click, click, bang, and get myself a, um, a wheelnerds.com sticker, I'm going to stick it on my top box, and it'll be there uh, for the rest of the time, until my bike is inevitably consumed in flames. Hi, and welcome to Wheel Nerds. This is episode 126. I'm Todd. And, uh, oh, I'm, I'm Chuck. And we're going to be talking about motorcycles? Yeah. Hey, you know, have you, have you ever really wondered if, you know, motorcycles have, have a place in, in today's world? Chuck. Yeah. I'm excommunicating you from motorcycles. What? Immediately. What? They can do it. The precedent has been set. What do you mean? Well, there was the, the, the Mormon Stories podcast guy got the letter yesterday here in Utah. Oh. He's been excommunicated because he wanted to discuss some things. Oh, but, but I, I just have some questions. I mean, that's... No, nope, can't do it. No, 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 excommunicated. No, you're not allowed to own motorcycles. You can't actually look at them. Uh, you're actually, in fact, not allowed to believe in motorcycles anymore. What? Uh, so, you know. I, but I've got pictures on my wall. Nope, they're not look, really there. But you're, those, those are forbidden. Is this some... Scheme to get the Ural out of my garage? Me. <laughs> I figured the scheme I would use to get the Ural out of your garage is like, hey, Chuck, you want to you get on the bike? You want to ride around on the bike? <laughs> yeah. How about I take you somewhere in the sidecar of your Ural? Yeah. Because, I mean, let's be honest, who the hell else are you going to get to pilot it? That's true. Maybe, maybe Claire will... No. No, Claire won't do it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw the doctor's... Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He told me six weeks. <laughs> he excommunicated you for bikes. <laughs> he did. For six weeks. I've, I'm suspended. That's lame. He, uh, I was like, well, I want to, you know, drive. And he's like, well, you could go practice driving automatic. <laughs> I'm like, well, my car's a stick shift. Six weeks. <laughs> what about my motorcycle? Six weeks. <laughs> well, I got this motorcycle with a sidecar. I don't even really have the best. Six weeks. <laughs> so, he's, um, yeah, he's not screwing around. No, and I've already been kind of bad about this whole thing. So, yeah, it's, it's hard to be good. I'm, I'm not supposed to bend my thumb ever, but you know, it's, it's like, I, I think I popped three of the internal stitches so far. <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> but it doesn't hurt when it happens. Uh-huh. But you get this really weird sensation when it does. Oh, great! <laughs> sure, I'm gonna fall off. No, um, if it's the bicep stitches, uh-huh. he says, well, happen is I'll get Popeye arm. Uh-huh. Great. <laughs> and then it won't actually pull things anymore. <laughs> well, he says it'll still work. It's just, you know, and they might have, they'd have to go back in and fix it. Yeah, good. And if it's my shoulder stitches, that's, that's bad. Then he'd be excommunicated for another six months. Yeah, and then he has to go back in there and try to fix it again, except, you know, my cartilage is so bad up there that there isn't much to sell into. And yeah, Stop stop breaking shit. I gotta, yeah, I gotta stop it's doing that. to you. Yeah, just, oh, and he told me to forget about lifting heavy. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah you're done there. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. <laughs> Maybe the left arm so it'll just look like you whack off a lot or something. <laughs> yeah, or I'll just uh, always be leg day. <laughs> it's leg day. I'll Tomorrow? Be- like I'll be the dude that skips chest day. <laughs> you guys wait. I can only wear bicycle shorts. 
<laughs> I don't make pants for me. <laughs> if I had the big and tall, I have a special belt. <laughs> I can wear sweats and boxers. Shorts. I wear suspenders and it looks like clown pants. <laughs> yeah, that'll be me. Yep, yep. Let's see it. Yeah, on the bright side, you'll be able to get a motorcycle suit that fits. Gazi's, Gazi's got you covered, man. Gazi has me covered. <laughs> and supposedly, what, doesn't Aerostitch do that too? Yeah, Not really. Oh, I speak of. Yeah. They have, they they can make minor modifications. Okay. Not but like Gazi, Gazi where it's like, what do you need? I can make it. Yeah, they'll send it to you and stuff. Well, yeah. he, he purpose builds it. Yeah. You know, that's the difference. Yeah. One is customized, one is straight up custom. Mm-hmm. Neato. Speaking of custom things and custom Ooh. products. Yes. I, I need to buy a new larger car to hold my increasingly large family in. As such, I figured out, Chuck, the best way to make a good profit. Okay. Profit margin lives in house-branded goods. So you're saying we should have, like, wheel nerd-branded products? We should, such as these fine wheel nerd slip-on mufflers. I was wondering why you brought this box over. These wheel nerd slip-on mufflers add horsepower and sound... Totally awesome. Length and girth. What? <laughs> it's true. They had 10 horsepower. Yep. We found that on a forum. There's a couple of people who will only use Wilner's slip-on rufflers, and they, they know horsepower. And they can barely post on the forums because they're spending so much time so having sex much with time. random, beautiful strangers. Yeah. it's it's uh, They're amazing. Wilner's slip-on mufflers. Available now. Mm-hmm. From a fine wheel nerd store near you. We also have wheel nerds branded oil for your motorcycle. Yeah, now wheel nerds branded oil, there's a lot of people that say oil doesn't matter. Well, the fact of the matter, oil does matter. Okay, wheel nerds branded oil has better ingredients. Additives. Additives. Stuff. Impressive additives. Additives. Scientifically proven. Additives you cannot pronounce. We ran a motorcycle without anything in it but wheel nerds branded oil for days on end. It didn't even need gas. We poured sand directly into the engine. And the additives picked it up because that's what additives do in yeah. oil. Awesome. It's great. I guarantee that Wheel Nerds branded special. Whoa, oil. whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't say that word. I can. No. I guarantee it's going to perform every bit as well as a comparable oil that you find on the market. There is no comparable oil. Yes. <laughs> Oops, hang on. The sticker's coming off the bottle. Does that say Castro? Well, you know what else you need? In today's world, there's too much automation. There's too much... Oh, God. Uh, Nothing can, worse. Yeah. The just, nanny systems. The oh, nanny, don't do a wheelie. Traction control, everything. <sighs> don't spin your rear tire. We need to take back control because we're men. I think that's true. I think I think you get away from the soul of motorcycling. And I don't use that word soul lightly. Uh, when you add too much automation to a motorcycle. Exactly. So that's why we're going to introduce this Wheel Nerds branded manually deployed airbag vest. Now, there's no argument that, ma- that airbag vests are the way of the future. Airbag vests are where most of the safety gear is going to be going because they just provide such good protection. But when you're wearing them, they're so nice and low profile. Yeah, and um, we saw a lot of pictures of them in, in magazines. Mm-hmm. Incredibly yeah. comfortable. Mm-hmm. And Super effective in an actual crash. But here's the problem with them. If you have one that has a leash, what happens when your buddy pulls up next to you and yanks the leash? Invariably, he's going to like yank the leash. <laughs> Especially if it's, you know, one of us. <laughs> That's the first thing I'm reaching for. If we don't actually know you and we see that, we might yank your leash anyway. <laughs> Just on general principle. <laughs> we figure it'll be hard for you to catch us with a big gun around your neck. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, no, 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 no. Or 
you know, what about these computer-controlled systems? Oh, God. Well, the computer-controlled system is great, except, let's be honest, folks, if it's using accelerometer, you're not a slow rider. We know you're a rough, tough, and occasionally accelerated rider. Probably you have a powerful bike, something 600 cc's or more. Ooh. I know. That's sexy. Yes, with color-matched leathers. And that means you're making G-forces, man. You're making G's all over the place. G's up the street and G's down the street. These vests will go off if you're the kind of rider who pulls G's. I feel like we're in a hip-hop video all of a sudden. <laughs> Shut up, Chuck. The kids love this shit. <laughs> Sell it, man. Sell it. Right. G's. G's. Uh, lots of G's. G's. And if you're pulling G's, these vests can go off and you'll have a donut around your neck. <laughs> It'll be ridiculous. Yeah. And then the, the, what do they call them? Honeys? The honeys won't like you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that would be bad. That would be bad. So we've introduced a manually deployed airbag vest. In the case of an emergency stop, you simply pull out the convenient blow tube and... <sighs> And just so many breaths, Todd's already got it half full. <laughs> I'm really dizzy. <laughs> you see, it's got like Chucky. a built-in anesthetic there, so you know you're not even going to feel the crash. That's right. You stay loose in case of a crash, which helps add protection. And because you know, wow, <laughs> your face is different colors. <laughs> You know what else is really cool is um, heating heated grips. Oh God, yeah, God! I, you, you, I used to make a joke about heated grips, heated gear in general, but specifically heated grips. Is you know why heated grips are expensive, Chuck? Why? It's because they're worth it. Because mm-hmm. man, when your hands are cold, you really want them to get hot. I mean, it is just the nicest thing in the world. Flip side of that, of course, is you know, I mean, if you're a desert rider, yeah, you don't want heated grips. No, no, you turn those heated grips. My on, hands are hot. I mean, let's face it, you basically have heated grips automatically. Yeah. When you're in the desert. I've got hot hands, Todd. What am I going to do? Well, you could wear some lesser, thinner gloves, which give you less protection. Yeah, sounds like. Which, yeah, feels it, it'll feel nice right up until it doesn't when you smash into things or a bug hits your hand. Yeah. On the other hand, what if you had cooled grips? Ooh, tell me more. Yes, Wheel Nerds is releasing a new set of cooling grips. Wow. Yeah, it turns out that on a motorcycle, you've got wind going by you at great speed. So, using superconductive materials, we're able to make super-cooled grips. Wow. Impressive, right? Yeah. Your hands can be as cool as if you had them in an icebox all the time with Wheel Nerd's cooled grips. I'm mildly erect. I'm mildly disturbed. <laughs> Someone must have pulled your leash. <laughs> So, cooled grips. Everyone needs them. You know what else we need? What's I, that? I don't like dressing like a spaceman or a Power Ranger. Well, it gets back to that, you know, that the soul of motorcycling. And I don't use that word lightly. Do you really want to walk around looking like a pirate? No. Or a sport bike rider? Do you really want to walk around looking like a Power Ranger if you're a cruiser rider? No. Do you particularly want to look like either one of those if you're actually on the bike that usually looks like that? No. Absolutely not. If only there was some kind of gear that gave you the protection you wanted out in the elements... But that no one could see. Except for the giant Wilner's logo. Well, everyone needs a giant Wilner's logo. Right on the crotch. <laughs> and that's why we're releasing Wilner's transparent riding gear. Cool! You can have all the protection you had before, but with none of the ugly, unsightly gear covering you up. And you can use it as a poncho in the rain. Well, 
the waterproof one. <laughs> As we know, waterproof gear is useful for many things, but not all of Wheelner's transparent riding gear is waterproof. We also have the ventilated transparent riding gear Ooh. for situations where water protection isn't important, but cooling is very important. We recommend combining it with your cooled grips. That's cool. Of course, the other thing that really bothers me, especially in desert riding, off-road riding in general, mm-hmm. I got these fenders, you know, and they're painted the same color as the body. Yeah. They're pretty. They're pretty. I mean, they're pretty fenders. And yet, they get the crap beaten out of them on a yeah. regular basis. Rocks. You should see the underside of my fenders. It is unbelievable under there. You know what's on like the underside of my fenders? What's that? Bunny guts. Yeah, exactly. It looks like a war zone under there. <laughs> well, we have a solution for that, too. We do? We do. We have Wheel Nerds branded good. fender protectors. Wow. You just strap these on top of and below your fenders. You, wow. You'll need to buy two. For each fender. Sure, and, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it will protect your fender from all of that stuff. It'll protect it from rocks? Yes. And bunnies? Yes. And water? Well, the waterproof one. Does that mean there's a ventilated cooling fender protector? Yes. God, Chuck, what do we think of next? <laughs> the windshield. Oh, well, somebody's already made a windshield shield. Of course yeah. someone's already made a windshield shield. But do you want to bang up your windshield shield? Well, especially if I buy the Touratech one that's like 200 bucks. no. Yeah, sure I mean, don't. that's nice, shiny aluminum. You don't want to scratch that up. It costs a fortune, man. And what if it's not tall enough? God, yeah. I, I did mean, you know, you adjust it all the way up and you're like, Duke, oh, it's not enough. And no, you're no, you know, bugs yeah. in your face yeah, and wind yeah. and everything. So you need the windshield, windshield, windshield. Wow. Branded. How Will Nerds branded. Windshield, windshield, windshield. I'm really glad that we could finally bring this product successfully to market. I've it, been looking for this for years. It took a lot of research mm-hmm. and a lot of development costs. Countless man hours. There were several failures where we had the windshield, windshield, windshield mounted to the windshield, which of course doesn't work because that just makes it another windshield, windshield. And two windshield, windshields creates a negative effect where they cancel each other out. Uh-huh. So you just have windshield again. And then there's that one guy that lost his head. <laughs> that, that was his fault. <laughs> Let's be fair. Had it coming. He was using the windshield, windshield, windshield in situations it was frankly not designed for. So, you know, don't don't forget, when you go to the Walmart, go down to the automobile aisle and look for genuine Wheel Nerds branded products. Available now. Or demand them. Demand them. Demand them. If your local <laughs> shop isn't carrying fine Wheel Nerds branded products, your local shop is shit. <laughs> You're paying too much for an inferior product. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you need, you know, they don't have our cool products that they, no one else, we, we've got patents. Mm, patents. Patents. And we'll sue. Real good. Yeah. We know lawyers. Mm-hmm. And suing. We mean it. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, there's 11 reasons here why you don't uh, want to... Uh, a leader bike from uh, Ride Apart. Rideapart.com. Okay. So, leader bikes. Mm-hmm. Wes Siler, he's the guy that did the, um, what's his old site? It was like, uh, I don't know. Oh, God, I know this one. Shit, I can't remember. I'm sure somebody will tell me. Oh, HFL. It's, yeah. Um, Hell for Leather, I think. Yeah, yeah. That was I think that's this guy. That's his old site. Anyway, so yeah, West Side wrote an article here about eleven reasons why you don't want a leader bike, Todd. Oh, no. 
<laughs> I don't want a leader bike. No, no, let's let's go down this list and see mm-hmm. how. Put your by all means. Put your ball cap on, swinging around backwards. Mm-hmm. Hang on, hang on. Good. Wait, no, it's, it's it's fully backwards. If I cock it just a little this way, there. Oh wow, that's uh-huh. that's nice. Now I am cool. I have found the optimal cool angle. So are you feeling good? Okay, see. number one. Um, why leader bikes are different. Mm-hmm. But they're about one thing horsepower. Oh, they're about okay. That's different. Uh, it's so wait. Okay, it's, this it's what? Blah 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 blah. Something about leader bikes. Leader bikes have have this. Okay, so reason one is leader bikes are powerful. Reason one is like introduction. Or they're different. Okay. Introduction. That doesn't count. Leader bikes. It totally doesn't count. We're down to ten. Two. Ten reasons. Leader bikes make you a lazy rider. Key. Because <laughs> of all that power? On a leader bike, all of a sudden, you don't have to try terribly hard. To want to close a gap, open the throttle, and unleash the four blah, blah, blah. They're so fast, you don't need to shift down a gear or fully open the throttle. You the Practically ride themselves. And mm-hmm. with the new Wheel Nerds branded Ride Automator, they will. Mm-hmm. Especially for leader bikes. <laughs> yeah. Just, how do you I, feel about that? Leader bikes make you lazy. <laughs> they make you go faster forward and backward. They don't turn any more or less than any other motorcycle. That's true. I mean, they're not going to help you. <laughs> yes. So, so if you live in Florida, a leader bike is easy mode, I guess. Yeah. You'll be the guy that, you, or if you're anywhere else on curves, you'll be the guy that slows way, 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 way down. <laughs> but, 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 but. And then he has to unleash all those four horsemen of the apocalypse um, on the straightway mm-hmm, to catch mm-hmm. up to the 250. <laughs> yes, darn it, dude. You, you, you lazy, you don't have to flog it. Where's the fun in that? You know, go to a track day. Yeah. <laughs> go, go to a track day on a leader bike and talk about how it makes it so easy and then watch the people on the SV650s eat you for lunch. Uh-huh. Leader bikes get stolen. Uh-huh. Uh, see that news story about CH3 busting a huge motorcycle? Bleh, bleh, bored now. Yeah, well, the, the, the notion is the bikes they stole are leader bike, leader bike, leader bike, leader bike. Um, not necessarily true. Hey, people are going to steal the bikes they see that are easy to steal and, and kind of flashy looking. Yeah, which is uh, sport bike, sport bike, sport bike. Yeah, sport bike, sport bike. Yeah. Of which leader bikes are some. I mean, fuck, can you imagine Groms? <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> Someone stole the Groms. Here goes Chuck down the road. One under each arm. You have to carry a, you have to lock the box. box. Yeah, the notion, the notion he's putting forth is, you know what? If you, if you have a leader bike, you're going to have to, you know, like, you're going to like go lock into the down. fucking store and it's going to get stolen. Yep. Like, it's getting stolen from the Starbucks parking lot every time. Starbucks parking lot, leader bike theft, like, central, right there. Bike jacking. They wait until you're stopped at a light, knock you off, and, and take off. Uh-huh. Really? I don't know. I mean, he, this is from California. That's so working for it. Maybe? I, yeah. They knock you off and steal the bike. I'm just going to throw this out. If someone tries to knock me off my bike yeah. at a stoplight, you know what's going to happen to the bike? going to fall over. The bike's going to fall the fuck over with <laughs> yeah. me. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm kind of sitting on it, is the thing. Yeah. Get off the bike! I'm jumping on! Um, It fell over. Hang on! Hang on! Hang on! I'm picking up this bike! I'm going to 
hit you with this helmet now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm not buying it. I don't know. I, I'd have to see some it. reports about that. I don't know. <laughs> Jacking. Maybe I don't know. The Razor's Edge is not the safest place to be. But, okay, <laughs> leader bikes are dangerous. Bikes are dangerous. You know, mm-hmm. he's 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 asking. You know what he's asking, Todd? What he's asking? Really, do leader bikes have a place in today's modern Wes, society? Your ass is excommunicated. Starting now. <laughs> Now, he does make a good point. Um, on anything but a track or dry, warm mountain roads, you need to turn down the throttle response and outright power output, turn up the tracking control and wheelie control, and then still ride it on virtual tiptoes. Any lapse in attention could cause a crash, because apparently you have no fucking idea how to operate a throttle. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just throw this one out. Those things will help. They are not necessary. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, this kind of goes, this goes back to like that first point about the lazy rider. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's talking about riders so lazy, they don't even know how the throttle goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that one, that one is, you know, you, you have to do this stuff or else. Yeah. Uh, no, you, you might want to. It might make it easier or more pleasant. Uh, I'm going to say to. this is, uh, this is half a point. Yeah. Because okay. it, it'll go with the other one. Okay. So we're down to nine. Down to nine. Down to nine. Oh, except, you know what? Five actually refutes one of them. Leader bikes aren't any faster than a 600. What? Uh-huh. Uh, in the real world, you, your bike might, okay. Be capable of this, but when's the last time you took it over this? Um, outright lap times in the tracker. Hair's with the parts, so why bother? Uh, that is directly contradictory of the, the thing about the health. Yeah. The, the, yeah. The, Faster than fast. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So I like six, too. Leader bikes make you a target. Here's my favorite part. Ready? Mm-hmm. Show me a person who can tell a leader bike from a 600 at any distance. Ready? Go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it's got flashy plastics, flashy plastics. Mm-hmm. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, and then goes on to note, is there anything worse than being that guy at the track day in the fastest bike? No, there, there's, there's bikes that will stand out, not this, not because they're leader bikes, but because of their brand. Like, you know, if you see a Busa. Because they're weird. Yeah, you, you see a Busa, you're like, oh, that's a Busa, that's fast. Yeah. Ben, Ben's Wasberger <laughs> crashed on that. That's very, very dangerous. <laughs> dangerous, yeah. So, okay, yeah, he, he, he's, but, uh, he's stretching. Yeah. Stretching pretty hard. Leader bikes cost too much to run. Uh huh. Todd, do leader bikes really have a place in today's society? <laughs> <laughs> it's communicated. Uh, the latest generation of 200 section por- performance tires cost about 300 bucks a set. And you'll need new ones every 2,000 miles? Well, I guess they are really soft, huh? I guess if you are riding on the track, that is true. That's once a month if you're riding every weekend during the summer. Fingering service costs for... I have a question. Uh-huh. Are people who are riding every weekend during the summer using high-performance track sticky tires, as a matter of course? The Wes is. I, I further point you to eight. Leader bikes are hideously uncomfortable. <laughs> Seven. Once a month if you're riding every weekend. Eight. Leader bikes are uncomfortable. Every weekend. Uncomfortable. Uh-huh. Every weekend, uh-huh. uncomfortable. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You, sir, are full of shit. <laughs> You're so full of shit, you refute your own shit with other shit. Uh, okay, but they are uncomfortable. Make no mistake, they are not for the road. I, the ergonomics, they, uh, they're, they're for... I'm not, that's by and large true, yeah. but that's true of most 
race replica sport bikes. Yeah. You're not 20 anymore. God, don't I know it. <laughs> well, your leader bikes still aren't built for average-sized men. And I'm a generously-sized man. <laughs> Ladies, I can't. I can't stand it. I'm almost. I'm almost rage quitting this site. <laughs> Leader bikes compromise handling for power. No, what? they don't. What? <laughs> the, wait, wait. I gotta read this part. Uh, manage power, compromise handling. But they're they're for racing. And yeah. Racing's turn. But make it slower. They improve stability. Make it slower to turn. But. Journalists on the 899's launch honestly preferred the smaller bike, describing it. Well, smaller bikes are lighter, and lighter bikes. Well, and are... it's in fairness, the bigger you are, you're probably going to have to add some wheelbase. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Leader bikes don't teach you anything. Moving on. Mm. Uh, if you're okay, they don't teach you. Uh... Okay, so he's uh, uh, optimistically, he's saying they're not good beginner bikes. Well, he could say that. <laughs> All your efforts, every ride, simply go into managing the power. Well, that's um. I'm you're you know you might be so scared of the throttle, you're just you're you're not concentrating on learning and practicing. I I would say that that's probably true of some people. Um, I don't know that that's the leader bike's fault. I think that has more to do with the loosen up between the handlebars and the seat. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's one of the reasons why we don't recommend a leader bike to start with. You yeah, well, I mean, that's emphatically one of the reasons. Yeah, you want a bike that's forgiving in a way, you know, something that's but a little he, bit... But is he aiming this at new riders? I mean, I'm not, I'm not getting that. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, because he's saying, if you're one of those idiots that bought a leader bike before first becoming a total right, well, riding expert. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Leader bikes are limiting your outright enjoyment of the sport. Mm-hmm. Now, in fairness, he might be able like can ride circles around us. That's around, quite possible. Yeah, but I mean, okay. Mm-hmm. Leader bike isn't rewarding. Yeah, I. Uh, it, it sounds like he's not into them, honestly. Uh, or he's just trolling. <laughs> Uh, he got the ride, and he's, he brags about riding a really hot shit bike on a track. And getting to 200 miles an hour. Yeah, and then... Because, you know, he knows how the throttle turns. Yeah. Uh, and that was terrifying. Contrast that to riding the 899 Panigale in the rain, and that was fun. And was able to get on the throttle and drag a knee, and so, I don't know. Yeah. I wouldn't say that the 1199 Panigale R is uh, particularly representative of the leader bikes most people are buying. Uh, this feels like trolling. It does. It's it's it's, it's very trolling. It's hard. It's, it's trollerific. It's reaching. It's reaching. Makes me want to go out and buy a leader bike. Makes me want to erase this part of the show. <laughs> Screw you! Ah, uh, whatever. Yeah, well, I, listeners sent it because they were interested in our opinion on it, but i got to tell you straight up, I, I, I think it's total clickbait mm-hmm. is really what it is. Most of the points he makes are half points. Um, yeah. I, I, don't, I just don't buy it. Mm-hmm. So, excommunication. Excommunication. So, he, he doesn't like, or he thinks that the leader bike is sort of a, a waste. I could, but yeah, if he had made that point, I might have agreed. Where, where, where are you going bike-wise? 
I'm probably going to hover in about where I am now in the you know, twelve hundred, the leaderish zone. Yeah. Oh, wait, so Strom's a thousand, huh? Strom's a thousand. Yeah. It's you know ninety six horsepower. Well, might have a little more than that, but you know it's because you've got Wheel Nerd branded muffler slip ons. Yes, Wheel Nerd's branded slip ons available now. Additional horsepower. Yes, teed. Yes. It has nothing to do with the fact that six gear thinks it's fourth. <laughs> what gear are we in? We're in fourth. Fucking go for it. <laughs> yeah, I still, you know, my, my Buell is a, a 1200. Yeah, well, and I, I think that the, the size is one thing. The power is a different thing. Yeah, both our bikes. I think there's a sweet spot just under 100 for a street-going touring bike, quite honestly, in the United States. Okay. You, you, I mean, the Strom, when you get over 95, 100 miles an hour, starts to get unpleasant. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not where the bike is happy, mm-hmm. but you know, it's got oodles of power for whatever you need everywhere below that. Mm-hmm. But you know, I mean, the thing is, is, it depends on the leader bike you're talking about. If you're talking about a four banger leader bike with you know the peaky engine, they're getting you know 130 horsepower out of those things. Yeah, yeah. But you know, eh? So eh, yeah. I, I'm inclined to agree that a race replica 1000 is not a great street bike, but you know, like <laughs> that's not in other it. news, water is wet and the sky <laughs> is blue. It's called a race replica for a reason. It's not comfortable to ride. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Meanwhile, meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, the FZ1 is available. Mm. <laughs> The FZ1 is making 120-something horsepower and has been for better than a decade mm-hmm. and is damn comfy. Mm. You know? Yeah. I mean... I mean, I'd like to get the EVR bike. I'd like to get one of those. But yeah, the SX. SX, yeah. See, that's that's how far I've fallen from motorcycles since I've, I've Since your surgery. excommunication. Yeah. Like, I can't remember them anymore. Your surgical removal of bikerdom? Yes. They surgically removed your bike guy. <sighs> Oh, but my. yeah, I, I'm hovering in that, you know, somewhere in that leader or just sub leader range. Yeah, that seems spot. like a good spot. Well, it's, you know, the, the, down in the 600 is great for around town and short trips. The minute you gotta like burn some highway miles or haul a ton of shit. And by a ton of shit, I, by the way, qualify that. I mean two people and all the two people's junk. For tra- tripping. Yeah. And you know, that, the, the Strom, I will, freely admit, is probably a little overkill for me and my stuff. But with me and my wife and all of our crap, you you, you had a noticeable reduction in, in power and possibility. Okay. But you're likely never to do that again. Probably not. So, next bike. <sighs> next bike, Same probably the, a Wii. The Strom explodes. A, a Wii or one of the, you know, mid-rangey, you know, 800s, the, the Versus 1000, possibly, just because I think it's cool. Yeah. Um, the uh, FC9, or excuse me, the FJ9. FJ, yeah. yeah, something like that. Uh-huh. I, I don't, I don't see, you know. Yeah, I, do you, you, I don't think, you know, if I was a strong owner, I'm not sure I would go from a V to a Wii. Yeah, the thing about it is, and I have done, and the, the, the power difference is not as noticeable as you would expect. Mm-hmm. It's really not. It's not so much that. I, I just think I'd want to try a different bike. Yeah. Yeah, there is that factor, too. Um, I, know, I mean, the new Stroms, or the, the newer Stroms are pretty different than yours. Yeah, kind of. But, but yeah, I, I guess part of it, though, is, you know, there's also the, the you know what you like kind of thing. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't want to dump my girlfriend and start dating her sister. <laughs> yeah. <well. laughs> 
But yeah, I, you unless make I a could good do point. like both at the same time, that would be kind of cute. I, I suspect what would happen is I'd be looking at something Wait, like still a, thinking. <laughs> I'd be looking at something like an FJ09 versus 1000. You know, some Strom like. I mean, the thing about the Strom and the reason I've never sold it is it really hits the sweet spot for me. Mm-hmm. It's got a toddy friendly engine where it's you know good power everywhere, but it has a few noticeable parts where it really kicks you in the ass, which is fun. Would you want to tour on a Euro again? Not on a Euro. No. No. Oh, I know how. Maybe if you're just doing lower lower mileage days. Yeah. No, there, there, are, there, you know, the Ural, honestly, as a commuter vehicle was great for me. As a touring vehicle, it was rubbish. Okay. And, you know, I, I commuter vehicles, I'm looking at, like, scooters and sidecars for that. Yeah. I have a seven-mile commute. Yeah. Excuse me, no, I have a seven-minute commute. It's three miles. Yeah. I should probably just ride a bike, but I'm fat. Was it mainly just the uh, the wind? That, I mean, what, what turned you off on the Ural for touring? Um, honestly, a lot of it was the power thing. Okay. You know, and I didn't think it would bother me that much, but you, you there are places you just want to freaking go, mm-hmm. you know, and I know everybody will be, oh, you're going to the wrong places. Yeah, you're welcome to the freaking United States, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you need to see the West to understand. There are, there are things and there are the spaces between things. Yes. And the spaces between things are goddamn big. Yeah. And yeah. you just kind of want to go yeah. get through them. Yeah. On the back roads, you still have things. And the spaces between things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this ain't the East. Okay, yeah, I, I can understand that. Yeah, and it, having the power would be good. Um, I really, really, really want some modern kit. Um, that's one thing. You know, the Strom's brakes are starting to really get on my nerves. Having experienced good brakes on other bikes, mm-hmm. I'm now like... What's with the Strom's your Strom's brakes? They just suck. They're the you know Slushmaster five thousands that came with from the factory. Okay, um, they're slushy. They're they're squishy. Okay, they're not good brakes. Uh, they're acceptable. I mean, I'll stop the bike. Yeah, yeah, it's just that you know compared to having ridden KTM's mm-hmm. and like your Buell mm-hmm. and you know even the Urals front brake the Brembo, you're like okay, these are kind of crap. It's actually a lot like suspension. So once you've ridden the bike, you know I upgraded the suspension in the Strom. Yep, and it's like. Fucking night and day. I mean, I can never go back. You sort of you sort of base everything off the best suspension or the best brakes you've ever used. Sure. Yeah. And once you've been there, you're like, Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> 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 I don't like this. I don't remember what it was like riding my Buell. <laughs> it was in the before time. Here, right here. Let me let me just grab your chair and do this. Oh, okay. That's right. Okay. Uh, okay. Light this on fire. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My new one has been fine for now. For now, <laughs> there's been no nothing with the new mm-hmm. one so mm-hmm. far. Okay. All right. I, I'm sure it will give you years of good service. Well, you know. and when this one blows up, we're just gonna go anyway. Yeah. We're not turning around. <laughs> no. <laughs> So are you going to try, you know, so you're like on Countdown to Kid 2. Mm-hmm. Are you going to try to get any kind of moto trip in before Kid 2? Uh, I might do like a long weekend. Long weekend. You know, like yeah. grab Matt and do like a short, long weekend camping trip kind of thing. Mm. You know, because he, <laughs> my, my normal person I would go on a short, long weekend camping trip with is not riding. He's been excommunicated from motorcycles by his shoulder. Oh. <laughs> 
But I've got mm, mm, stuff, <laughs> things. But yeah, uh, something something short like that would be probably about it. Mm. I, don't, I don't see myself doing a long one because it gets you into danger zone. You know, I don't see myself honestly getting a new bike for at least a couple of years. What do you mean in the danger zone? Danger zone of like kid could appear. You know, cause oh. Kids can come a month early and yeah, basically get through it. Well, I, I was just thinking like Overland Expos in May. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. middle of May. Mm-hmm. Where is it this year? Down in Arizona again? Yeah, more, it's always Mormon Lake, I think. Okay. Hmm. That would know. be like a like a three to four day one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, let's see what happens. Maybe I'll maybe I'll try to make it this year. That'll be my last hurrah for a year or two. That'd be kind of fun if we went down there and just you know mm-hmm. harangued people. Yep. Yep. So as far as like everyone in in moto community, I'm just this guy that does two voices on on the podcast. <laughs> I just assume you have a sock puppet. <laughs> everyone sees everyone has seen Chuck but no one has seen Todd <laughs> that doesn't really exist does it? no <laughs> that'd be funny in voices ha, ha, ha. Yeah, I'm going to drink my drink and count to uh, ten here, ready? here I go <laughs> one two three <laughs> Yeah, no, no, the, the big thing I think, the next bike purchase I do will be something I can ride in the winter. I freaking hated, hated having the rides in the winter this year. Well, I'm buying a girl. I don't think I can afford your girl. <laughs> <laughs> For you, easy payments. <laughs> you know, a girl would fit the bill. I just, I'm not sure I want to own another girl. Really? Even an extremely gigged out one. Really? Yeah, I just, I, I think, I, it's, it, honestly, what the girl really did for me, it's, it's like the, it's like the rat bag 80s Japanese bike. Okay. What it really does is it wets you wrestle for like, do you know what this could be like? So do you, you want nice. a strom with a hack? I'm thinking about that really hard, actually. Or, you know. Because you know, the, 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 the advantage of hacking the strom is it's paid for. Um, <laughs> it's easy to hack. The engine is incredibly well suited to the hack. It's a chain drive, so I can change the drive ratio you know, laughably easy. Mm-hmm. There's nothing in the strom I cannot and have not fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's got a lot to recommend it. And the suspension is all upgraded to be very stiff now. So I could probably put a hack on it without having a monkey with that. I really want that French bike. Oh, yeah. Oh, Zeus. God. Yeah, the Zeus. I so wish they brought those here. It's it's cool as hell. Oh, my God. I would like the, the Ural on fire and push it off the cliff. <laughs> oh, man. I'm, I, I, I could see myself getting rid of, a, of the car. If I had that bike. I mean, honestly, that that's the thing for me that I'm missing is I don't have that three-wheeler, which means I'm carless. Like, I understand what people with no car at all are like now. You mean like me? Guys, guys, can I, can I actually get a ride to the public transit? Uh-huh. I'm hey. seven-tenths of a mile from the track station. Hey. <laughs> it's a shitty walk, let me tell you. I bet. <laughs> right alongside one of the busiest roads in town. <laughs> yeah, I get rides sometimes in the morning from coworkers mm-hmm. or my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't, I can't drive or anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that, I, I don't approve. We've had a weird, weird early spring here in Utah, so I'm back on the Strom, which is nice, but fuck you. I gotta tell you, I, uh, I really miss the three-wheeler. Mm. Not particularly the Ural. I mean, my Ural was great, and I'm sure yours would be better, but, uh, I really want something nicer. Something. Mm-hmm. Well, because part of it is, I think, you know, like some of the trips we take, having a two-wheeler is not really, strictly speaking, a necessity. Yeah. You know? 
I could take a tourable three wheeler quite quite comfortably on something like that. Pretty much everything, yeah, anywhere we go. Yeah. And then, you know, I already know in a few years I'm gonna want a three wheeler anyway with a sidecar to put the kiddo in. Mm-hmm. Zeus. Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm thinking of things as big as, you know, a rocket with a double sidecar so I can get both kids in it or something. Mm-hmm. My wife was like, uh huh. Zeus, it's a double sidecar. Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> the Zeus, man. <laughs> the Zeus. Although apparently you can't import them. Uh, it's very, very, it's cost prohibitive. Ah, okay. <laughs> I wish they would, you know, now, I, I wish they would come back because I guess they were going to bring them here. They, oh, were, really? they were setting up an American distributor before the economy tanked. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of hoping they, you know, pick that back up. Guys. Because fuck, that's such a sweet looking ride. Oh yeah, that's such a sweet looking ride. So uh, I was tempted the other day to do something extremely naughty in Utah. I came upon a traffic jam. Okay, I was on the Strom on the highway. Oh, and I'm like, you know, there's plenty of space between those cars for me to just right down there, and they're stopped. They're stopped dead. They ain't going anywhere. I didn't do it because, you know, I was A, afraid people would do crazy shit, which is always a possibility, you know, yeah. open their door and feel inexplicably justified in doing so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> open my door out of me. Oh, I loved lane splitting in California. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Yeah. That was so nice. Well, apparently Washington is uh, playing with the idea. Oh, that's good. Which is good because Washington has incredibly crappy traffic. Yeah. Yeah, and they've got some pretty good ideas about it. No splitting over 35. Mm-hmm. Well, unlike California, where it's sort of like not illegal. Well, they've, no, they've, they've codified it. Now. And they actually, yeah, the CHP's oh, yeah. Oh, come okay. out with guidelines for oh, it. Oh, that's cool. And they're like, yeah, you can do this that. and you should do it like this, you know, mm-hmm. relative. Don't, don't do it on the freeway when everyone's going at speed. Mm-hmm. Dumbass. Yeah. Dummy. <laughs> I mean, essentially what Washington's saying, mm-hmm. um, you know, don't go over 35 miles an hour, try to keep relative speeds around 10 or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, California's cool with it, too. Okay. That makes sense. You know, I mean, if, if people are moving more than 35, you're not going to gain much by lane splitting in your risk factor. Unless you're on your leader bike. Well, the problem is if you're on your leader bike going really fast and everybody's going 35, that means they're going and changing lanes. <laughs> to me, lane splitting is the most useful when the fuckers are stopped. Yeah. You know? And a traffic jam or something. Like when everybody's moving, yeah. like it's medium useful. You know, because you aren't going to want to go a lot faster than them because you want plenty of time to see the guy who swerves in front of you. Unless you're on your leader bike. In which case, you push the jump button. <laughs> it's like speed racing. The little skis come out the bottom. <laughs> oh, yeah. We need a wheel nerd, wheel nerd house brand those. Uh, we need to go downstairs and start working in your garage. <laughs> We're going to need some springs and some old skis. <laughs> you have old skis, don't you? Some sort of lots of them. <laughs> we, we're going to make a jumping motorcycle. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> oh my god! I love this idea. Oh wait, excuse me. Hold on. Our insurance companies might be listening. If either of our life insurance companies are listening, this is a joke. But we're totally going to do it, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh my god! Just imagine the euro. <laughs> No. <laughs> I'm imagining how it's going to land. <laughs> Haven't you seen the picture of the two guys jumping the Euro? Just, it goes up in the air and it just fucking nosedives. <laughs> it just submarines into the ground. <laughs> Lawn dart motorcycle. <laughs> we can fix this. <laughs> There's a way to fix that. It's actually what cars do, too. We'll need rockets. <laughs> we'll need rockets and a lot of weight in the back. <laughs> 
<laughs> and some manually deploying air vests. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Rush has had those for years. <laughs> well, every airplane has one. They get demonstrated at the start of the flight. <laughs> Where do you think the idea came from? Ah. <laughs> oh, God. We're going to get sued by the airlines. <laughs> They're desperate for any money they can get. They might take all $35 from us. That's paying for the pizza. Are you enjoying that beer? Yes. <laughs> I better because it's the last one. That that represents the sum total of our petty cash. <laughs> so, um, one thing that uh, listeners have been asking about is guests. Guests, guests, guests. Yeah. So we had Kristen on last week, and that went pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, sounds like Ara wants to come back on the show. Awesome. Um, I would still really like to get Eric Beal on the show. I think we keep calling. I mean, sooner or later, his PR people will like get tired, or we'll get like the new guy. The new will guy will let us through. <laughs> I mean, you know, or, or sooner or later, they'll just be like, okay, so these guys have called like thirty times. Mm-hmm. Sh- do you want to talk to them? Eric. <laughs> <laughs> My real goal in all of this is to make Eric Buell a fan of the show. <laughs> then we can shut the show down. I'm Eric Buell, and I think Real Nerds is funny. <laughs> Win! And we've won! <laughs> Closing the doors. Take we've, that and we peaked. <laughs> Take that, dumb face! <laughs> and we peaked. Well, I, I can't say that because, uh, you know, James got the right in SX and I did not. Mm. So, mm. All in good time. Yeah. <laughs> if you buy one and you're riding around being like, this thing is great. Don't you wish you had one? Uh, <laughs> they still they're still doing that financing deal through the end of March, I guess. And if you're not using the Ural anymore, which seems weird, because it seems like your daughter would disown you if you got rid of it. I don't think I can get rid of the Ural. Yeah. <laughs> I, I foresee I foresee trouble. I think uh, yeah. I foresee six year old trouble. Yeah, she <laughs> she digs the motorcycle. Um, unless her, her mother poisons her against it. I don't know. You could always, you could always, you could trade in a Buell on the Buell. <laughs> okay. Here's a perfectly good Ulysses. Squeaky, squeaky, squeaky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I would really like to, uh, that, I would really like to at least try to ride one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But, you know, I'd like to get Eric on. I'd like to get, Ara's Ara would be cool coming back. I I don't know. I mean, who else would we want to talk to? There's... I still I still want to talk to more of the. I want to talk to the designers at the factories. Like, what is going through these people's heads? What are That'd they be thinking cool. about? Because you know, we we can we can do all sorts of you know crystal ball gazing. Yeah, these are the people who crystal ball gaze and like whatever they come up with happens. You know, that would be kind like, of. Cool. I want I want to pick their brain. I don't, I don't care if it's the boss. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to know what they're thinking about. You know, what what are you seeing? What are you thinking about? Where are you? What are you trying? Mm-hmm. Um, still fascinated by that end of things. Does anyone have American designers? You know, that's a good question. I don't of any of the the really large brands. I mean, mm. well, someone will speak English, right? Yeah, I guess. Or you can conduct the af- interview in Japanese. Yeah, but and we'll tell just, me how it goes afterwards. <laughs> we'll just talk about Gundam and porn the whole time. You just tell me how it goes afterwards. <laughs> Did you guys talk about bikes? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that happened. We totally talked about bikes. 
Yeah, I mean, well, like someone was posting on our Facebook page asking about guests and stuff, and that got me thinking about, you know, I, I'm. I also want, and this is for somewhat personal reasons. I also want to get Lee Parks back on to talk about his training. Oh yeah, thing. Yeah, I want to get the him. people from uh, Team Oregon and the uh, Star programs. Um, it turns out. Utah is in something of a transitional phase right now. Um, we don't know what curriculum we're going to be running next year. Okay. Because the MSF has continued to fall over itself. Okay. And not release anything oh, new. did we talk about that story I read in the AMA magazine? No, what was that? It was talking about California's. Thing. Yeah. California was like, hey, no. Well, what, what California says happened is the MSF didn't bid. Really? Yeah. Huh. And yeah. and Cal and and there's like two sides. Like MSF was saying, well, California wanted us to provide a program that they could change mm-hmm. at will, mm-hmm. and we're not about that. Mm-hmm. And California was like, no, there's no we said. Right. <laughs> so like, yeah, MSF, I guess, didn't put in for it. Hmm. I don't know. Something. Something. Smells off with our friends at MSF these days. I'm not. I'm not getting. They aren't giving off the vibes of like the the healthy, successful, uh, you know, really type of thing. I mean, I mean, just look at how long it's taken them to get this freaking curriculum together. Yeah. Okay. You know, I mean, the current curriculum did not take this long to get together. You know, there was a very partially very different program. Are they still trying to do the writing the, simulator thing? I I don't know. I don't know anything about that. I'm just talking straight about like you know running a friggin' beginning rider course. You know, they're still, like, falling all over themselves about what's right and wrong for that and new programs and everything else. So would you guys just keep running the existing program? Or? <clears throat> I don't know what we do. Um, we have pretty much, you know, the, the various runners of the schools in Utah and the boss man um, are all kind of of the same mode. They're like, we're not entirely convinced by this anymore. Uh, it's time to start looking around. That would be kind of cool. You think Dale would come on and talk about that? He might do. That would be kind of interesting to hear about. Yeah. Yeah. At the very least, I think the reality of the situation is there's a lot of options now. Mm -hmm. That wasn't the case a while back. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have these wildly successful programs, the STAR program, the uh, Team Oregon program. Those those are similar, I should note. Right. Um, They branched off, right. My sense is a lot of them are from an open... I don't know if it's open source? Well, I I thought Team Oregon came out of like an old, old curriculum from the MSF. Uh, I don't know about that. Okay. I don't know. And this is, this is actually the kind of thing I want to know about. Okay. Because I don't know enough about the history of these things and who does what and yeah. how they're different. And this I, is I, intriguing. I want to say that Team Oregon, I think it was Team Oregon, was like, it, they took whatever it was before the BRC, mm-hmm. and when the MSF changed over, they kept the old one. Hmm. And that's what they went with. Interesting. I, I could be pulling that out of my ass, but I, hmm. I think I read that somewhere. Yeah. So I, I think we need to, we need to start Probably people. That'd be kind of cool to get training people on. Yeah. I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of burned out talking adventure rider. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been commu- excommunicated from the motorcycle community, but, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, I not necessarily want to talk to people that have done long trips. Well, I think it's been done at this point. We've talked to a lot of people that have done that. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's still cool, but, you know, I think it's got to be a personal thing. Yeah. There's it's, a certain amount of that. I think we've beaten it, that one to death. Yeah, it's like reading ride reports on ADB. Everyone's just like, yeah. it's a transformative, you know, very eye-opening. And after you read a dozen of them, you're just like, mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, the reality situation is when you do a trip like that, it's about you mm-hmm. and what it does to you, yeah. which is not always that interesting to other people. Yeah. I mean, there'd be something. I'd like to hear um, Danelle's, um trip report. You know, how she's doing the, the she's doing the inter uh, continental, not mm-hmm. continental, the intercountry, all fifty states. You know, yep. kind of followed out on Facebook, and that'd be fun to talk to her. Mm-hmm. It'd be kind of cool to talk to the Adventure Trio again. Yeah, but I, I don't know how much more I can just keep like wanting to reach out to. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, you've gone around the world. Uh-huh. That's great. Let's find something new to interest us. Yeah, I guess I just kind of want. You know, there's so much stuff to talk about in the motorcycle world. Mm-hmm. Well. Turns out you can do things other than go on long trips with them. Yeah, you can go really fast on leader bikes, dude. Oh, whoa, dude. Or we could talk about, you know, if motorcycles really have a place in today's society. Well, I can talk about that. You can, because you've been excommunicated from motorcycles. You're no longer allowed to do that. You can't wear the special motorcycle underwear. Mm. And, yeah. I think it'd be kind of cool if we got more female riders like Kristen on. Still feels like it's a hole, honestly. Yeah. I think. I think. Oh, you know what we also need to do? We still need to do our experiment. Which one? The the how do shops really behave toward women? Experiment. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's. I think there's some interesting discussion here because I think a lot of people have put it to bed in their minds. They're like, oh, well, women ride. Mm-hmm. I don't think, and you know, from from people like Jen, who you know, Jen walks into a into a shop and Jen smells like money. You know, <laughs> in your head, quite honestly, <laughs> she walks into a shop and you should be like falling over to take her money as quickly as possible. <laughs> and yet my sense is that's not happening, which mm. feels very off. Hmm. So I think there's still something there. So I think we need to dig. Like, like get Jen to go into different shops. <laughs> well, I, I, my proposal was that we, we send one of us in, mm-hmm. we send Jen in, we send one of us with Jen in, you know, and, you know. We should probably not send me in. Well, probably, probably not. <laughs> or send me in as a separate case. <laughs> but you, you get where I'm going is, you know, how, yeah. do, how do they react to different dynamics of people? Sure. And it probably can't be the same people. Right. But, you know, what's hmm. the, how do they, how do they behave? That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. And maybe it's the same. I hope it's the same. One would hope. Hi, right, you're in a motorcycle dealership. I want your money. I, give me I, the money. Yeah, I don't know. I'd be nice to you because I hope you'll give me money. I don't know. Well, I, I don't know what that's like. That's never happened to me. <laughs> it's true. It never has. <laughs> it never has. <laughs> it's always a fight to give them my money. <laughs> Take my money. <sighs> this is drug money, isn't it? Okay. <laughs> no hablo. <laughs> I don't even speak Spanish. <laughs> Stop handing me the fucking shears. <laughs> you dropped these again. <laughs> Stop it. Where does Rick come from? He's going to follow me in there. It's not even mine. I go down, there's a leaf blower leaning on my bike again. <laughs> what the hell? I, that would just turn out to be you following me around. Stupidly <laughs> <laughs> lower on my bike. Was it you? No. <laughs> Can I have the leaf blower back? I, I need to go do some stuff at my suburban house. <laughs> <laughs> or could you just come do it for me? <laughs> for some reason, I have the urge to pay you to do it. <laughs> I don't know why. 
Uh, so what have you learned this week, Chuck? I've learned that you should go and look for Wheel Nerd branded products at fine stores near you immediately. I've learned that only I can take safety into my own hands. <sighs> That's all we got time for this week, everyone. <laughs> Ride safe, and we'll see you next time. Uh... You can contact us at wheelnerds at gmail.com or leave us a message at area code 801-917-4136. Record an intro for our show of you and your bike, and maybe it'll be on a future show. Stickers and other merchandise is available at our website, www.wheelnerds.com. If you use iTunes or Stitcher, please leave a review for us. Help write our URL on bathroom walls if it helps. If you like this podcast, you can find more like it at wheelnerds.com. This has been a Wheelnerds production, all rights reserved. Readings from other sources are the property of their respective owners and are used with satirical intent.